Hi, everyone. Welcome to Project Mindy, a podcast about the work of Mindy Kaling. Today, I'm joined by my friend Indra again from the Family Karma Cast podcast, and we're talking Never Have I Ever, episode six. Hi, Indra. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad we get to uh, talk about this show again. It's been a while. I know. And actually, when I was re-watching it, I was like, I just watched this episode and I was like having to remember the season and stuff, but then also, and then like remembering it and then getting excited because the new season's coming out. Like I know. Yes. So exciting. Yeah. So they're filming and they'll do like little sneak peeks every now and then on Instagram, which is exciting. And Um, is this the final season? Wait, I want to say next season is the final season. Yeah, it's like they got greenlit for two more seasons. Yeah. And okay, it's like, so it's basically going to be like all of Davy's high school career. That's what I'm guessing if they do it like that. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Oh my gosh, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, that they've already plotted out the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm like, well, who does she end up with? Like, Team Paxton. (laughs) And then there's a new Indian guy that's going to be on next, like, this coming season. Um, You know what? I meant to check his age because he's really cute, but I don't want to be creepy. I'll I'll check it out. (laughs) I mean, I don't think he's going to look like Paxton, so... Well, it's gonna, I love that they're introducing um, not only another love interest, but like another South Asian love yeah. interest, because like, I, I think that's like one element that maybe has been missing from the show. Okay, sorry, I had to blow my nose. Okay, I have to sidetrack a little. Have you ever watched the show Love on the Spectrum on Netflix? I have not, but I've heard of it. Okay, so they just started, um, well, actually, I don't know, because I just, like, randomly saw it. I didn't know it was airing. So the first season, or maybe the first two, were in Australia, so now there's one in the U.S., okay. um, and one of the characters, I don't know if you say characters, because it's reality, but um, he is South Asian, I think Indian. Um, so they show the family and not his, his name is Sibodh and like the family's really supportive, really sweet. And, um, but there's this thing where he says like a few times, like very forcefully, because the whole thing is like finding a relationship. He uh-huh. says a few times, I don't want an Indian girlfriend. I don't want an Indian girlfriend. Really? Yeah. And so I was looking it up on Reddit because I like such a visceral reaction to it. I mean, they're a great family and he found someone and I'm so happy, you know, that ended up great for him. But I was just like, what? And Is he Indian American? Or... So yeah, he's like okay. us, I, I where okay. he was born and grew up here. So I was on Reddit and... Um, his sister has been posting a lot and someone, some people have been posting like, well, he just meant that he grew up in America. So he wants someone with American values and he lives in Southern California. I was like, yeah, there's like literally millions (laughs) of us here. So, um, but then like, 
I, then people were saying, well, like you're misunderstanding because he's more direct because of his autism. And then I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be offensive, but I just feel like, like, where did this come from? Like, is there a reason? Yeah. I'm so curious about it. Well, I mean, I've spoken about it pretty candidly. Yeah, we both have. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we have to acknowledge like internalized racism and how it manifests, particularly for first gen people like you and me. And um, Sneha, hold on just one moment. Yeah, sure. Actually, I can't open the door right now. Sorry, right now. Do you want to take this? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm just doing the recording. I have to uh, stop off this one. Okay. If you want to just leave it up by my door, I'll grab it. Okay, thanks. Okay, sorry. No, that's totally fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's complicated, and it's like, you know, I think my partner is a white male because... Um, largely because I like grew up thinking that that was the like standard of a hot man. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that that's probably where that's coming from with this young man, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm honestly, if anyone's listening, I'm not trying to be offensive about someone no. and how they, you know, talk or whatever. Oh, no, I didn't think you were at all. I think, I think it's just, um, I think it's, I think there's this kind of, like, thing around it where it's like, oh, you should be ashamed of not wanting to date within something or whatever. This comes up on Love is Blind, right? With, yeah, so, um, so that someone posted a picture of him next to Shake, and they're like, oh, the difference is he has a heart of gold. And I was like, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I, he does seem like a friendlier guy, but. I think that, like, Shake is not um, able to understand that it's internalized racism, <laughs> like, yeah. at all. Um. And he's just an asshole. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I, in it's general, just as simple as that. He's just a dick. Yeah. I don't like, think he has like a good personality otherwise. No, but, and, and I, and like, I really don't think that we should be shaming people for having these complicated feelings about their identity. Like, I would feel really sad if someone like thought less of me because of like something kind of traumatic at the end of the day. That yeah. has affected who I am or who I ended up with. And I'm not saying that like I would never be attracted to to like anything else because that's not true and it's not even reflected in my dating history. But it's like but maybe it looks that way and like to to know that people might be judging you just because of that is is hard to reckon with, I think. Yeah. Um and I think like with Shake, it's just like I had a little bit of like, um, I had some sympathy with him towards the beginning of the season. And then just like more and more you go on, it's like, oh no, he's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> if it had been, I'm not attracted to her. I don't know what, you know, any yeah, kind of like, sensitivity would have been different. 
Yeah, and the, just the way he talked about women and the way he like right. grabbed her ass like when he met her and it's just so like, gross to me. You know, it's just like there's there's a lot of other things going on there too, like misogyny and like really harmful other aspects of his identity that aren't have nothing to do with race. So it's complicated and like I think it's interesting that that came up on that show having never seen it. Um and I just hope that people aren't too judgmental of, you know, first generation folks who might be grappling with those types of issues. Yeah. Um I wonder how they're going to do it in this show. Um I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a love interest for Davy. I don't know if they've said that. But it's interesting because it was also a big criticism of the Mindy project. Remember that she was always dating white guys. Yes. Yeah. But that, that was also a different time. It was a different time. And I don't know. It's also like reflective of like what Mindy probably, I mean, from what I've read about her life and what she said about it, like reflective of how she actually lived it, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know it's it's tough because we want to see and then I'm sitting here saying like I'm so glad we're gonna have like a South Asian love story potentially on (laughs) never have I ever um so it is complicated it's like acknowledging that there's this reality and then also like seeing the ways that we can shift that narrative for for like other first generation people who are going to be navigating the dating world and, and make it different for them potentially, you know? Based on how this show has dealt with sensitive issues, I think it's going to be held better than it was on the Mindy project. Yeah. And absolutely what you're saying about it being a different time is really true. I think if Mindy went back herself and rewrote, like that show she would probably make it make her love interests more diverse oh no i'm sure she said that and if she hasn't i'm sure she thinks it yeah but and also i just want to say like at the time like seeing a confident indian woman who runs her own business like dating well wealthy white men in new york city (laughs) yeah was kind of fun to see after never was, seeing that before. It was very <laughs> empowering. Yeah. It was. Like that did something good for me, you know, yeah. as a viewer. So it wasn't all for naught. But yeah, I mean, all these things are constantly changing, especially in today's landscape when like our culture, like cancel culture for better or worse, forces us to like, you know, make more thoughtful decisions when it comes to diversity across not just race but all sorts of different angles yes that being said i was a little confused by this episode so the, <laughs> the, okay so the last episode ended with um they were at the 24-hour relay and Davy. okay in my opinion was just frustrated and kind of just blurted out the thing about being anorexic, like without thinking. It didn't seem to be with like, I mean, she was temporarily frustrated, but it wasn't like genuine malice that she accidentally started this rumor, right? What do you think? Well, so, okay. So the actual 
flirt happened in the episode before this and yeah. I, I didn't rewatch that and I can't totally remember what it was. I mean she was basically just uh annoyed that Ben and Anissa were flirting and, and then she said like she she's anorexic to someone or something. So the two girls that are always gossiping, yeah, if I get this right, said something like, oh, Anissa's really fast, like she should join track or something. And then, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Davy said something like, yeah, probably because she's anorexic. And the girls were like, oh, is she really? And Davy's like, well, I don't know. I've never seen her eat anything. But it was not. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So the malintent is like, I can see how how you would read it that way. And I think it's also like a lesson in like talking about someone's medical history that's like sensitive like that yeah. in a kind of flippant way when you don't actually know the facts is harmful, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, she didn't totally mean it, but at the same time, it was really not cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, twist, turns out Anissa uh, has struggled with an eating disorder, and it's the reason that she transferred to the new school. Yeah. And this episode starts with them in the principal's office, kind of talking but really the principal. So this, I also thought that this, this was weird. So it sucks that there's a rumor out there, but the principal's reaction is to like, let's do an investigation on who started it. That seems not productive. No, like, can you actually imagine? No. That happening at any like real school, like, no, but and and to put it in the hands of a student is yeah. even more ridiculous. And then it was sort of played for laughs, kind of because Fabiola and Eleanor were like, "Ooh, true crime! Let's solve, you know, this mystery." Yeah, and into it, and I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> yeah. It is weird. I it's kind of this is. I have to say, of all the episodes this season, this was like not one of my favorites. Um. It felt a little bit like filler. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it was like, we need to like turn this into a problem. And how do we make this into a problem? Oh, let's make baby the person who's running the like committee to find out who spread the rumor when it's like, I don't know. One thing I appreciate about the show, which I've said several times is that like, they kind of move past those sticky bits like quickly in a way that like is appreciated by me the viewer so we don't have to dwell on all these problems all the time and actually just like enjoy the story for what it is right and I feel like this was an episode where they like dwelled in the sticky uncomfortable thing a little bit longer than was necessary and also just like created some bizarre situations (laughs) And the thing is, I usually love in a TV show where they do that thing and they had even the little like graphic of like, oh, they chase this person down to the library and then this person down to the classroom. And I was like, that's so cute. But why does it have to be this rumor yeah. that they're tracking down? Yeah, it's 
I don't know. I sort of even like zoned out a little bit on that piece. I was like, <laughs> this isn't interesting to me. It's like, there's not, there's nothing really funny going on here even, you know? So, I mean, and I like, it's over. Like, I, I appreciate they did move through it quickly in that by the end of the episode, like Davy admits that it was her and it's like on to the next part of the uncomfortable drama, but at least it's moving. Yeah. And you're right. It didn't last for too long. Um, but well, okay. So I'll stick with the rumor thing, even though there are other storylines interjected. So then they go to Trent and he's like, yeah, I heard someone say Anissa's anorexic. Isn't that hilarious? And I was like, would someone really say that? Yeah. I Like of all the reactions to like, someone being anorexic it's like it being funny is not one of them definitely I not don't even, I don't even think when I was in school like people would say that no like I'm assuming things are more evolved you know in high schools today well I wonder you know I feel like Maybe not. eating disorders are um I, I don't know. I don't know. I know, I guess I can only speak to my, my like experience seeing like people I knew go through it and then like watching the social dynamics around it when I was a kid. And it was very much a like hush, hush, like shameful thing, you know, like, yeah. Oh, like so-and-so's anorexic has an eating disorder. Or so-and-so's not in school because they're like in the hospital or, you know, like, and, and there was, there was a lack of like understanding and empathy, I felt, but no one was talking about it being funny. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, so, so that, I, again, that was another like plot device, right? To be, to like tag it on those girls. Yeah. And then the punishment is supposed to be detention and off the dance committee. So you're being like, people start rumors all the time I didn't know it was something you could actually get punished for yeah I think it's like I don't know and this is something I would love to hear from a listener who maybe like has a teen in schools right now because yes is this something that people do get punishment for now because it definitely was not that way when I was a kid for I mean, sure. There were rumors all over the place. And if you brought that to a principal, like they would probably just like brush it off and like totally ignore it. Yes. Um, whereas now, I don't know, just from my brief kind of interact, I don't know, the things I read about like bullying and stuff these days, it does seem like there's more being done in schools around bullying to try and prevent it than before so I mean I guess this this falls into the category of bullying right yes definitely so maybe it's not totally out of out of like the realm of possibility that you could get suspended for something like this so actually that's interesting that you say that because a similar storyline is going on with Kamala because she's been trying to like bond with her lab mates but then it turns out that she's being left off as a co-writer for um, this journal 
So yeah. she talks about it with her professor and he's kind of like, I don't get involved in politics, which is what I would think a principal as like a high school principal would say like, oh, this is, you know, kid drama. I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. And I think maybe that's a difference between the institutions, right? Because higher ed is still kind of stuck in the mud, I think, in a lot of ways around this type of stuff. Um more and and like you know they they very intentionally cast like a very stodgy older white man yes <laughs> to be the guy and and the fact that he's like so shall I tell you about my life like yeah. no that's one cares the only thing you must be interested in and she's like no I actually want to talk about this problem I'm having it's like I think it is pretty emblematic of like from my own like anecdotal experience working like I've worked in higher ed um a bit in like over the past 10 years and um you know did a master's degree and stuff and so like you do see a lot of like that older white man mentality still still being like really present I think in a lot of higher ed institutions and like the sciences like definitely you know oh, for sure. so um I don't know I felt like that was like actually probably a pretty accurate description of like how probably a lot of women of color are treated in lab settings I would imagine I do feel bad but I'm just not really invested in her storyline it just kind of like, I know. like it sucks but I don't it's I don't know it's kind of like, is it I'm glad they're not spending too much time on it, you know? Yeah. But, it's like, it only gets interesting. <laughs> this is so lame of me to say it only gets interesting when, like, that teacher and her. Yeah, are... of course. That's not lame. <laughs> I'm, like, oh. such a teeny bopper. It's, like, all about the love stories. <laughs> um, so, I can't and... remember the name of the actor, but... Um, I don't know if you watched um, the dropout on Hulu about Elizabeth Holmes. I haven't seen it yet. No. Oh, okay. So that actor, he's famous. I can't remember his name. The one who is Davy's Indian teacher actually worked in the lab at Theranos. Like, I mean, he played. Wait, like in real life? No, no, no. Sorry. He, <laughs> in the dropout, he played one of the people who were. Theranos, okay so. but not the like guy that she has the affair with right who's also indian wait aren't we thinking about the same person well like so elizabeth holmes has an affair with sunny oh Holmes, no 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 right? he did not play that guy okay <laughs> that guy was played by the famous one from lost oh okay oh really yeah they kind of like uh, i think they put that a guy's hot <laughs> I think they put a fat suit on him. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, I think he's too good looking for that role. Yeah, but then he's still he's still pretty good looking, but they kind of like they like I don't know aged him a little, maybe. Even though I bet they're the same age, but when you look at the picture of the actual Sonny Belwani, it's like just yeah. no, you know. It's funny because it's like so, like you know, the show's kind of dealing this heavy hand with the social issue when it comes to the, her treatment in the lab which I I'm glad that they're bringing it up because it's like it's an it's some it's an angle right yes um but then like the show will also do these funny things like 
I thought it was really funny when like Fabiola and her girlfriend are going to sign up to be queen and queen of the prom. Yeah. Of or homecoming or whatever it was. And and the the girl's like, I can't do that. And they just immediately launch into this thing about like how like are you not on the side of like people and gay rights and stuff and she's like no no it's not I don't care that you guys are gay it's just that I don't have the sheets and I can't go print them out because <laughs> I'm the only one on the committee and it was like totally not related I just thought that that was like kind of a cute and creative way to like talk about a social issue without making it like this big deal do you know what I mean I love that too. It was so funny. Like, of course they went there, but then, so before, when they were kind of launching into that talk, I was thinking in my head, like, wow, I feel like I've heard about a lot of schools, like in the last few, I mean, for a while, like, um, crowning like king and king or queen and queen. Like it would be weird if that was made an issue on this show. So I'm glad it wasn't. It was just like a joke. Yeah. It's like no big deal. And I think that, I don't know, I like that. And yeah, was, me too. It's like that in contrast to Kamala's story sort of like says a lot, I think, about yes. enjoyment. So finally, <laughs> finally, we get another scene with Common. I feel like we were promised more. Remember, like before the season started, we we're like, oh, he's going to be in it. He's another doctor. He's super hot. We really haven't seen him that much. I, yeah, I feel like this episode, one of the highlights of this episode actually is getting to see him and um, what is Davy's mom name? Is it Melanie? Melanie, yeah. Yeah, it, um, it's nice to have like a little bit more of their rapport and, and budding romance shown, finally. She was kind of an asshole to him. There was like some... Yeah issue with the parking spots and then she said she was going to a dinner for her mentor and she was like yeah you probably don't hang out in those academic circles and I was like whoa yeah <laughs> like microaggression right? I know yeah um which and then they call it out right yeah. and he shows up and he's like yeah uh you probably didn't expect that I would or like something he he immediately addresses what she said and yeah. she feels embarrassed and um yeah and it was a good way of like talking about the problematic elements of what she said without like getting too far into it you know yeah so I'm like you know the more that I like this is like so I don't know have you ever done like a DEI training um, I have but yeah. not, I haven't done like the hardcore ones because I haven't been working in that kind of place for like five years. So, okay. Well, what what has your experience been with them? Maybe um, just in general, it's like the round table. Like everyone discuss, you know, how you feel. But I was like the most junior person, so I didn't really feel comfortable sharing like my stories. And they say like it's a safe space, but you know, everyone's gonna remember it later. So. <laughs> Yeah. Were you one of the only people of color? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I, I sort of am like, maybe they need to like show shows like this in those DEI trainings. Yeah. Because I think that what they accomplish is, 
I think it's like these really kind of smart ways of like addressing people's who come from marginalized backgrounds of all different marginalized backgrounds. Like, you know, we're talking in this one episode, we're talking about microaggressions against black people. We're talking about gay rights. We're like the whole show is built around like, you know, South Asians living in white spaces kind of. Um, and like, you know, they reference that with the friendship between um, Anissa and Davy, like at the end when yeah. she's like, I'm so glad that you're my friend, like having an Indian friend. And um, they they talk about all those things and like get into it in such a way that's like understandable and light. Um, that sometimes I feel like maybe some of my white colleagues would be able to like understand the concepts that we're trying to go through if it was packaged in a more like in in this way <laughs> that's such I mean? a good suggestion I know like because I've been I don't know I feel like some of the most I have actually been to like a workshop where they they talked about something related to race it was like a presentation and they used um, a clip from Insecure to kind of like- I love that show. What clip did they use? They used one from that problematic nonprofit that Issa works Oh for. my God. <laughs> we I got y'all. We got y'all. With, with the white hand holding a bunch of black kids. Uh... Like, it's just so perfect. And like, they played a clip that was like from one of her work days that had some like problematic elements in it and use that as like a jumping off point to have a conversation about like, so what was wrong here, you know? And it was like, it was kind of fun. Um, and and I think it sort of like, hopefully spoke to people who hadn't experienced that before because maybe they like don't experience racism or whatever, um, you know, kind of gave them a little bit more perspective into what that's like. Yeah, and it's a very like, uh, like well produced, like slick. I don't know, like, like um, I don't know how to say it. Like very visually. Yeah, it's not like one of those like old sexual harassment videos or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a it's very, like a piece of current pop culture. Would be more interested than like some generic, um, I don't know, person lecturing. Yeah, and I just, I feel like this show is, like, kind of hard-hitting along those those lines, you know? Like, there is actually, like, a pretty strong social message. There's something about gender in this episode, too. There's, like, in this one 27-minute episode, we've hit, like, four different issues that, like, four different groups experience. Wait, uh, I, I didn't even realize how many were I was just focused on the this rumor investigation is stupid no yeah and then people who suffer from eating disorders that's five so like, yeah it's like kind of wild yeah okay this episode is like deeper than I thought I guess so I mean that's what I'm realizing too <laughs> um wait so I have a question about that scene with Common and Melanie I'm sorry his what's his name Dr. Something Oh, I, I let's don't know. just call them common. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, a woman who is residency class who comes up and she's like super ignored. Wow, 
Mohan dying and like how she's dealing with it. And you can tell that Melanie's very vulnerable. And so Common is like, oh, I'm, he introduces himself as Common <laughs> and then says, oh, let's <laughs> get a drink. And she, Melanie's seen as very appreciative, but I was like, wait, it kind of seems like he's flirting with her. I know. I mean, I know he wasn't, but. It's interesting because the first time I saw it, I remember thinking like, oh, that's, that's a blow. Like, he's like ditching her to go like flirt with the white lady. Yeah. And then, and then watching it the second time, I still had the same thought, but I, but I knew what was going to happen. So I was like, oh, I can see how like he's actually helping her here. But I also feel like the look on her face was a little bit awkward. <laughs> it did it seem like she was maybe a little jealous? It did a little bit, but then you realize that no, she was actually appreciative. It just it didn't totally come off that way. I feel like he could have said like, Oh, I think someone's calling you over there or like yeah, like got rid of her instead of I know so like we could keep talking you know but I think the point was that like he could tell that she didn't want to talk about like maybe she needed a moment to herself that makes sense and like he was trying to just like clear the because because I think like if he had stayed then maybe he would have felt compelled to ask her about it maybe right oh okay that makes sense maybe she would want to go get some air or something after yeah but I agree like it, it felt strange to me both times I watched it and yeah that that's like a note I would give if I was like a, te- a view tester yeah <laughs> So Which I don't know why they don't invite me to test view these shows. I nitpick all over the place. We would be so great. We would be amazing. So we volunteer listening. <laughs> Works We're in production. Yeah. Um. So and then I guess also as a nice gesture, he he makes a sign that says the parking spot is reserved, which I kind of don't get. That's his office's parking spots? Or did he just make a sign and put it in a parking spot? Because they're I in a like, huge garage. I feel like those he took one that was designated for his office and made a sign for her. Oh, like, okay. That's nice. Which is real. I mean, parking spots are coveted. Yeah. <laughs> especially, I'm assuming, in their, like, crowded Southern California, like, doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a kind gesture for sure. Uh, and then, wait, it doesn't end when, does this just, oh, so they don't end up riding the elevator together, right? Because Melanie has to go to Davy's school. Yes. And because, okay, so Davy confessed at their sleepover that she was the one who started the rumor. Yeah. And then Anissa leaves. Viola and Eleanor, even though those are her best friends, like, yeah, I felt like they were being really mean. And then the next day, they were like, "Yeah, you really Davied this one up." Um, <laughs> yeah. So, do you remember that Friends episode where Monica's mom is always really critical and she makes a mistake and she's like, "Oh, well, you pulled a Monica." Oh, you know what? I am. I don't watch Friends. I'm. I have like. I am not a knowledgeable friends person. So we'll talk about that later. 
<laughs> I know it's like I have to admit it, but yeah. So, but yes, I can imagine it's like using their names as a derogatory thing. <laughs> and, and this- um, okay, so then she gets called to the principal's office, and did you think it was fair that she got suspended? Um, you know, I mean, like we were talking about with the bullying stuff, like, I think maybe it is an appropriate thing these days. Yes. Like, it is pretty harmful to, to say something like that about someone, especially without even knowing for sure. And... I mean, there was definitely malintent behind what she said, whether or not she was conscious of what she was saying or not. Right. Because she wasn't Um, the Ben thing. I just think, like, the whole thing about her having, like, anger issues, like, this didn't seem like an anger issue thing to me. No, it didn't. More than just, like like, a typical, like, fuck up that a teenager would make um yeah in a I think it's situation could have done it yeah i mean i think it and so like a the whole like like i think fabiola even said like your anger issues have like gotten the better of you or something and it's like i don't i don't know yeah that part of the plot line has like kind of been difficult for me to latch on to and maybe i don't know if it's related to like mindy's direct experience losing her mom at a long at a young age um oh i didn't think of that because they definitely connect it back to her losing her dad right like that's where a lot of her issues stem from and she was very upset at that moment because she couldn't find her phone and listening to the last voicemail from her dad was the one thing that was calming her down. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that that's all kind of tied up in a thing. And and maybe it's simply just me not understanding because I've never lost a parent. At, and, you know, yeah. like, I don't know what that's like. So I feel like maybe this is like a really true potentially like honest reflection of what Mindy might have gone through. Okay. That makes more sense. And you're right. I haven't either. And I, yeah, I don't know that I understand a lot about how anger manifests and especially with a teenager when you're already like poor at dealing with emotions. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because like, did you ever see that teen teeny bopper movie? I think it was the kissing booth on Netflix. I don't think so. What is it about? Um, it's like it ha- it's Jacob Elordi is in it as like the main love interest. And um, he's like the hot guy from a lot of things. <laughs> Twilight. I mean, the name sounds familiar. Was he in Twilight? He's like the, he's the white football player in Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Um. And, like, I think he's good-looking. But, um, anyway, he's, like, in this teeny bopper movie. I don't know why I watched it, but it, like, came up recommended when I was, like, running on my treadmill one day. And I just turned it on and I ended up watching the whole thing. Was it? <laughs> and, 
um, one of the plot lines in that, which is like made for teens, is like he has like major anger issues that he like can't control very well. And I was like, huh, this is like a theme that is coming up in a lot of teen shows these mm-hmm. days that like that that was never something that I saw in like a teen movie or show when I was growing up like yeah there was so, kind of like bullying and stuff that was probably related to anger but it was kind of just seen as but never like direct like I have issues with anger management that I need therapy for you oh know? yeah you're right um and that's like a big theme in this show actually um so which makes me think like this is probably a big thing that like teens are facing right now um yeah I don't know that makes a lot of sense because I'm sure they were consulting with like I don't know teen counselors or yeah and just given how like aware all the other topics on the shows are of like current social dynamics it would seem that like they would put that in because, you know, intentionally in that way. So I don't know. I'd be curious to know like why that choice was made. It's probably a lot of reasons. It could be any number of things, including like Mindy's past with losing her parent slash like this being like a trending issue. Um, not trending, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's not trending. No, um, not trendy, but trendy. Not trendy, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, an issue that like is is affecting a lot of young people these days. Uh, yes, I agree. So on a lighter note, um, Davy's like, but I want to go to Princeton. Like, I can't have a sus- suspension on my permanent record. And yeah. I recently saw something on Twitter. It was one of those like trending <laughs> you know like that whole, <laughs> have you seen that sweden thing that's going around like they don't know oh my gosh okay after this go on twitter so there's whole thing on twitter because there was some like reddit thread that went viral that uh-huh. apparently in sweden like they don't feed their guests so someone like went to a sleepover and then he the family like sat down to eat dinner but he had to like stay in the bedroom and it was like what? a yeah, so then I, I guess it, I didn't I didn't know about it, but it like went all over Twitter, and then someone re- from Sweden like recently wrote an article, and it's like a whole thing about like cultures and how the role of food and oh, you have wow. to look it up. It's so funny. Oh my god, I mean that is weird to me, especially coming from a South Asian. Background. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's also taken on a like, oh, Americans are so judgmental and they like think their way is the only way. And it's, it's but it's taken- not just Americans. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll distill it down is that the idea is that your every child has like dinner waiting for them at home. And if you're feeding someone else's kid, you're like infringing on the other family, like their family's kind of time and like you know time together but then I'm still confused because like this happened when I was a kid like if you're at someone's house and they're sitting down to dinner it's just like politely said like you need to go home kind of you know like yeah yeah like I don't know why they don't do that I haven't gotten or it's like or it's like come eat something you know but apparently they don't do that well you know what 
something about that really feels like privileged to me you know like it's assuming that every family has the ability to feed their children that way. yeah it got you know? into that too I I really want to because I only read a little bit of it but like people from Sweden I want to know more people from Sweden like reacting wow yeah what do you think about this current season of Atlanta um I think it's pretty good I am not a fan of all the like editing like you know that gaslighting like old time movie thing they did I don't like all those cute little yeah yes I really just like that I don't know why they're doing it Uh, I think they're trying to make it like funny but and I think the show is just funny on its own they don't put that stuff in (laughs) um but like yeah yeah um I don't know the housewives just aren't what they used to be I think yeah it's it's definitely like you know it's like at the bottom of my list of shows that I watch now kind of it is very comforting to watch old episodes though it's almost like if I I were to have an hour I would rather watch an old episode of Atlanta than the newest episode of Beverly Hills yeah that is totally 100% like I can get on board with that and understand what you're saying um or another would have never have I ever even if I've already seen it I know it's kind of like it's interesting because like reality tv is like everywhere now you know it's like you almost can't get away from it but it's like it's become so formulaic and I think that the secrets behind how reality tv and how it's made are um have come to light for so many people now yeah that it's sort of lost that luster because yes, I agree. What's good about reality TV is that it's, you know, ostensibly real, but now we all kind of know, well, not most things on reality TV <laughs> aren't real. Um, and so it just turns into this whole like guessing game of picking apart stuff. And that's not that fun. It's, it feels like work almost yeah to be like oh wait what's all the backstory is that real is it not instead of just like taking it for what it is yeah and if you don't know that then it's like you can't really follow the plot lines because they're always talking about it's not about it's not about it's not about what they're talking about it's always like no yeah it's kind of and it's interesting because like I I haven't watched in a while but for a while it was like watching all the early seasons of Beverly Hills which I find riveting and what's I think it was more real back then, whatever that means. But also you have the luxury of being able to Google things right after you watch it. True, true. To find out like, well, what was real? Like what was that rumor that like probably when people were watching it, they had no idea. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of like in that now with this season of Beverly Hills, like the rumors about Kathy Hilton and yeah, all of that. And it's like it just feels kind of exhausting somehow. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. No, um, I know what you mean. It's okay. So it's a reason why I couldn't get into Salt Lake City because it's like, yeah. even if Beverly Hills is boring, like I, you know, I've seen Kyle for so long. Like I've yes. seen Lisa. I mean, even if I don't like Lisa, at least I've seen her on the show for a long time. So I have that connection, but like, I don't know who these people are. And so yeah. like, having these fights, like I'm not really, 
that invested invested yeah i know and it, it, that show is like we want to talk about manufactured oh my god like um yeah but then you know it's like shows like never have i ever i think offer this like nice dose of like light tv watching um, and with some nice you know issues and yeah okay yeah, so there is one thing sorry no no what were you gonna say okay so there is one thing i wanted to mention because we talked about anorexia and um you know davy being problematic in starting the rumor but davy talks to anisa when she gets suspended and is like, you know, I really don't want to get suspended. I'm really sorry. Like, can you do something about this? And yeah. Anissa's like, no. And everyone's right. You are crazy. Yeah. Like, Whoa. And the word crazy is like, I, I wouldn't, I would think she wouldn't use that knowing her background. Yeah. So that, that's another interesting thing which I don't know how intentional it was or not for her to use that because like yes it's like extremely shitty of baby to ask her for a favor yeah (laughs) after she's done this like without a doubt um but at the same time like using the world word crazy like you know these days you know, I think, I think twice before I use the word insane for sure. Um, and crazy is like, kind of, I don't know, a a cousin of that. It's like, it's not very PC basically to say that. And so it's kind of like fighting fire with fire, which maybe, maybe I'm assuming was intentional on the, on the part of the writers to be like, high school is messy and, you know, you hurt someone else, like someone hurts you. And then instead of being the bigger person, like you hurt them back with something that is also problematic. Like a hurt Um, people, hurt people thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I would guess that that's what they were trying to do with that. But I actually, I guess I hope. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I hope so. Um, Because if they're just like using that as like a, it's okay to say this type thing, I, I would be like a little cringe. I wonder if Anissa or anyone else, maybe Fabiola and Eleanor know that um, Davy is like in therapy for anger management. Yeah, I would assume her friends know about it. Yeah. But I mean, maybe not because she's so dismissive about it too, you know? Yeah. Or that she's, I mean, if she's th- seeing a therapist at all, like... Yeah, if that's I'm still unclear whether it's like a school therapist or not because she kind of just shows up. Do we figure that out? If it's like the school, I have no idea. It's I don't think they've ever fully explained that. I I always got the sense that it was a private therapist. I did too because I would think like maybe her mom would want her you know with someone fully dedicated to like. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, I don't know, someone who deals with other school type issues. But well, you just... it's also like the office looks like it's a private. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe because they sort of like sprinkle it within the episodes. Not that they have to show we're getting dropped off or picked up or anything. But like, yeah. I guess I, when I see it in the middle of a school day, it looks, I mean, even if it's not, that's the like order in which it appears. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
So that was the episode. Davy is suspended. Oh, what I was going to say about Twitter, even though I started talking about the Swedish thing, is um, <laughs> there was, a, uh, maybe it was like a year ago or something, when someone was like, hey, why were we always so worried about things going on our permanent record in school? Like, what is a permanent record? Like, where is ours? And it's so true. I was always like, oh, my God, this can't yeah. happen. But then how was- often is someone actually look like I don't know. And is a school suspension really going to show up on your permit? Like, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if you get expelled or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like, who knows with the school application process now, you would have to report that on an application to a school now that if you've ever been expelled or... um, whatever but that's a good point I was always <laughs> I think so if you like if you if you have like a DUI or you've like yeah done something really serious like that is gonna go on a record that can be like found by people easily like it, it's in the public record yeah I mean this is like a rumor that I don't even think she should have been suspended for I don't I don't want her to get because I was like I never wanted to get detention because I was like oh my god it's gonna go on my permanent record yeah (laughs) I know I mean god yeah the thought of getting expelled like if that had happened to me I think my parents would have murdered me or they would have like never let me out of the house ever again uh yeah sorry I just got an email because I think I'm going to interview the new Indian actor um, was going to be on Never Have I Ever for Brown Girl Magazine. So, oh just, my God! I know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Will you tell him that we're? Ex- will you tell him that I'm excited? He's going. to Yes, be I will definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I am That's excited. Timely. Okay, so I guess the next episode is going to be dealing with her suspension. I know she's trying to plan an apology. Um to Anissa I don't know I just hope it goes quickly because yeah I don't I mean it sucks but it sucks how many episodes are there in the season season like 10 yeah I think there's 10 yeah and this is six as I recall it's been a while I think it's been like a year since I watched it um it moves pretty quickly into some other stuff yes thankfully um so we shall see. I mean, it is pa- kind of painful to see the two brown girls on the show fighting. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> and Anissa did say, like, I I could tell something had gone down with you and Ben. Like, I was not flirting with him, even though. Yeah. That about. I know. And she's she's clearly just, like, so cool and evolved. <laughs> I know. I really like her. Yeah. And she is going to be on next season, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I really can't wait for the next season. And, yeah. Which I believe premieres in August. And I feel like I'm seeing my tray, like, all over the place. Yeah. Invited to, like, these high-profile events and everything and just killing it. 
Yeah, and then with AAPI month last. Yes. Month. Yeah, because well, it's, it's actually yeah, over. They, it's all over. <laughs> but um, um, but they and- were all on events and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. It's, it's awesome to see the show doing so well. Um, and particularly, like I was saying, like, because it does kind of hit all these, like, important social issues. And yeah, a lot of people are yeah. watching it and enjoying it. And, like, maybe it's bringing any sort of awareness to people who may not have it. And that's awesome. Yes. Why don't you tell everyone listening where they can find you and your podcast online? Yes. Um, so I co-host a podcast called Family Karma Cast with a K. Um, you can find us on any social media platform. Or sorry, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, but also anywhere you find podcasts. We haven't posted in a little while because I've had a very, very hectic just life period. <laughs> um but we um, we cover, we recap all the seasons of Family Karma, which is the first all Indian American cast on a reality TV show um, ever. Um, it's on Bravo. Totally recommend that you watch it. Um, season three, we think will be premiering this fall. And then we also have um, South Asian creatives and just people all over the entertainment industry and also all kinds of industries um, on the podcast to feature what they're doing. And um, we've taken a little break, but we'll be back with more episodes, um, maybe on a less frequent basis. But um, going back and listening to some of the people we've talked to is like totally recommended as well. So sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they do have some great interviews with not Family Karma cast or family... Yes. Not the family karma cast. Yeah, um, <laughs> confusing. You can follow me on Project Mindy um, on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter a lot, um, but it's Project Mindy Pod if that's your preferred platform. And you can also listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you have any suggestions on shows you want to cover, any other Mindy ideas, um, I would love to hear them. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.